0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Saturday everyone. This is Paleo Boss Lady acting like I'm my daughter because she has a little bit of a cold and we're trying to save her <laughs> voice. Um, <laughs> um, I want to welcome you all and word on the street is that Saturday is a better time for the team So, and for our listeners so you can start checking us out every Saturday from this point forward at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time or 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, which actually we are bi-coastal today because I am on the East Coast and Nikki is on the West Coast. And uh, good morning, Nikki. I know that you're not well, but otherwise you've had a pretty excellent week, right? Good morning. Yeah. And and
2: I think, you know, it's just hopefully just allergies that I will overcome. But yeah, I've had a great... Great month, but definitely a great week as well. And I'm happy to be back. We got some exciting. We have an exciting guest today, and some exciting, exciting things to talk about.
1: Yeah, I'm super excited. We have my good friend Suzette, aka Heal Girl. Uh, we're gonna do a lot yeah. of talking about yep medical marijuana advocacy, and we're both gonna share uh, the role that marijuana has played in in our lives uh, for medicinal purposes. And I can't wait to hear because I love. Uh, Nikki's going to talk I'm my talk and our guest talk is going to be a lot about marijuana but Nikki's going to fill this in on some music stuff and uh, I'm really excited about what you're going to talk about
2: yeah now I have some some cool things to talk about um so big news in the hip-hop world today um we found out that um Tribe Called Quest is reuniting for one last album. And, and as you guys know, um, we lost the co-founder of Tribe Called Quest, Fife Dog, earlier this year due to complications from diabetes. Um, so it's been kind of, you know, up in the air if they were going to do anything because there was rumors of it, um, or, you know, really early in the year. And then um, he had passed away. Um, But the word on the street is that Fife Dog was actually working on a solo album And um, they've taken parts from his solo album. They basically said, um, uh, I think Q-Tip said something like, he left us the blueprints of what we had to do. So they basically used his tracks and some of the hooks that he made and put their own spin on everything and added added some lyrics to that. And that's coming out November 11th. So that's right around the corner. They kind of told us, and then they're going to give us music, apparently, um, it also has uh, Buster Rhymes on it and Consequence and uh, maybe a couple other uh, really awesome people that are going to be featured on this album. So I'm really excited about that. Um, in other reunions, there's two other reunions that I'm kind of excited about that um, TLC is coming out with their new album, first album in 14 years. Um, they had originally started a Kickstarter um, trying to raise 150,000 and ended up collecting about 430,000 for this uh for this album. So um it's the first project without Left Eye. Um she had passed away just before their last release. Uh their last release was 14 years ago. It was uh 2002 called 3D. Um, And she had she had been killed in a car crash right before that. So this is the first album since her. I mean, obviously, their fan base is super excited about it because their goal was nearly three times over what they were asking for that they had actually so great. It. It's so awesome. So can't wait to hear about that. I don't know if Rodney Jerkins, who is the producer of um, them and Destiny Child, I don't know if he has anything to do with this or if he's going to be on the album, but TLC was his first you know, major girl group. And um, I'm sure I, I feel like I'm sure it's something to do with this. So I really can't wait to hear that. And uh, speaking of Destiny's Child, they just came out with an Instagram. And they released a bunch of pictures talking about how it's been 12 years since Soldier came out. And, um, you know, just all these all these fun facts and how, how long it's been since, you know, their success and kind of, you know, the public's been chattering about how this could be a hint at a reunion tour or something along those lines. So I'm really excited to hear about Destiny's Child too. Hopefully, um, once information comes out about that, I'll be giving it to you guys. Um, I'm going to give you the playlist now and then go back to a story. Normally, I do the playlist, you know, either beginning or end, but um, what I want to get to after this is super important. So I want to spend some time on that. Um, But the podcast this week or the playlist this week is based mm-hmm. off of the podcast this week is, um, the, is based off of actually Sway in the Morning if you guys remember Sway from MTV you know you remember mm-hmm. him Yep. so he has a show called Sway in the Morning uh, I believe it actually is a podcast as well um, and Obama actually called in and gave his rundown of his top five rappers um and so I wanted to do it based on that just because you know we have short time with Obama and he's he's going to be giving you know his favorite music you know I I I love I you know I wanted to just chat about him okay. um so Kendrick Lamar he said was one of his favorite rappers which is no big surprise especially for me but I kind of told you guys that um Kendrick actually linked up with Maroon 5 and released a song called Don't Wanna Know. And that was on the playlist maybe a couple of weeks ago, but I put it back on here because it's getting a lot of great feedback and it's just an awesome song to carry us into fall and winter. So Don't Wanna Know is Kendrick Lamar. And then Chance the Rapper, who's become huge, in a very, in my opinion, in like a short amount of time, I feel like he's everywhere now. Um, I picked a song from his album. The song's called Summer Friends. Um, I know the summer is not here, but we were having some, like, 90-degree weather last week, and it sure felt like summer, and this song is awesome. So definitely check out Chance the Rapper's summer, Fe- summer Friends. And then Drake, One Dance. I know you guys have been hearing that everywhere, so I just wanted to put that on there because he mentioned Drake is one of his, fa- his favorite rappers as well. Jay-Z, of course. Uh, I put Holy Grail featuring Justin Timberlake because. Is- that song's just awesome. I love it. It's right around the same time that they did "Suit and Tie," and I just feel like they were a great duo or collaboration. They were they were really great together. Um, and then Kanye West. I was surprised that he mentioned Kanye West on his list because Obama always like talked about him being, you know, kind of a jackass. So, um, but he did mention him as his favorite one of his favorite rappers. And I put on "Ultra Light Beam." Um, from his newest album that also has Famous on it. So check out these five songs. And I also put out a personal pick of mine um, because I heard it after I made the playlist and I wanted to give it a shout-out. Alicia Keys just released um, a single called Holy War, and it's awesome. I love Alicia Keys, and I definitely think you guys need to check out that song. Um, And, you know, I think I'm ultra-congested because I spent some time... um, watching macklemore's new album uh it's or watching Mcnamore's new video and it's called drug dealer um and i've been hearing a lot of buzz about it uh you know specifically some of my friends that i know have been texting me you know asking me my opinions on it and if i had seen the video and everything like that and i hadn't until this morning and for some reason i watched it pretty much right before we do our podcast um read through and when my mom called me, I like had my hood up. I'm like crying. I'm she was
1: bawling.
2: A total mess. <laughs> and as you guys know, I've, I've told you guys before, um, and sorry, you know, I always go back to this, but, but, um, you know, I have told you guys before, I'm not the biggest Macklemore fan, but I feel like he always has great messages. And, um, this, this video is really, um, something that is, is, Absolutely, no, no laughing matter, and couldn't be, couldn't be more true. Um, so, I want to read you some lyrics off of this, uh, mainly just, just the chorus. Um, my, the, the girl that's singing, her name's Ariana De Debo, Debo, I don't know how to pronounce the last name, but um, really cool voice, and she says, "My, dr- my drug dealer was a doctor, had a plug from Big Pharma. He said that he would heal me." but he only gave me problems. My drug dealer was a doctor, had a plug from big pharma. I think he's trying to kill me, kill me. He tried to kill me for a dollar. And, you know, as, as we've mentioned on a lot of our shows before um, I think we've talked a lot about, you know, the heroin epidemic, but I don't think we have touched too much on, uh, you know, obviously pharmaceutical and, and, and uh, prescription drugs. Um, issues going on out there, and uh, Mclemore has been very vocal about his sobriety. He's been very vocal about gay rights, and he's been, uh, the, I think, the most vocal about his addiction to opiates and and benzo benzos. And he's been, um, you know, sober for a very long time, and and is kind of a big outlet for people going through something like that. And as as a person who's seen family and friends struggle with this for the you know, the past 10 years now or so. Um, I think this song is reaching out to a lot of people. And I think, um, for those of you that do, you know, suffer from this, he, his lyrics throughout the whole thing, all the verses are so powerful. And, um, and there's a lot of people that can relate. So if you haven't checked out this song, I didn't make it to the playlist because I felt it was something to more so talk about, um, and bring up, because if you are struggling with this you 're not alone, and you definitely need to seek help. I have uh, a good friend of mine right now um, going to an outpatient program uh, for three days a week and and overcoming things that they 've been dealing with for almost a decade and, and you know, I commend people that are able to realize they have a problem they can 't do it alone and and get through it and you know a lot of this is prescribed by a doctor, and you are led to believe that it can help you and will help you and there are other sources out there and hopefully we'll get to a lot of that today in our, in our podcast. Um, but, uh, just wanted to tell you guys to check out Macklemore's new song because it's, it's off this new album that's coming out and everybody's really excited for it. And if you are seeking help, um, please do tell, tell somebody you're close with and get the help you need. And, um, I think songs like this will really help you that, you know, to see that you aren't alone and, and, um, yeah, that's kind of what I, you know, it's not, it's not about, you know, it's it's a lot of people going through this. So um, I say it to everybody out there. It's, it's not something you should be ashamed of. This was something that uh, kind of messes with the psyche of your, you know, your brain, because you're thinking this is something that I'm supposed to do. This is prescribed to me. And, you know, and just like he says in this, like, I think he's trying to kill me, kill me for a dollar. Like, you know, the you know, it's just, just some powerful, powerful stuff. And I know it's going on worldwide. So, um, you know, we always try to bring you new, new topics and how to live consciously. And I think this podcast is really going to help a lot of you out there that may struggle with, with things like that, whether it's disease or, you know, you know, addiction is a disease as well. And I just, I just wanted to put that out there. So that's, that's what I have for you guys today.
1: Awesome. Well, and I think that's a great topic. um, Considering we're going to be talking a lot about medical marijuana, and that's sort of what I wanted to talk about before we bring our guest on, was um, just to sort of let people know, you know, what states have approved uh, medicinal use of marijuana uh, currently in the U.S., which we have 18. We have four states that have approved it for recreational use, and um, the election's coming up, and a lot of states, over 13 states have it on their ballots. Um, They're very strongly believing that it will be passed in Nevada, California, Arizona, Maine, Connecticut, Michigan, and Rhode Island. They're not so confident that it will pass in Delaware, Maryland, Massachusetts, New York, Missouri, and Vermont. But it is a total of 13 states, so the conversation is real. Um, I'm not going to get into each state and... um, what the measures are and whether it's you should vote or shouldn't vote. But if you are in any of those States, I, I encourage you to look into those, um, you know, the pros, the cons, see what they're actually suggesting. And as someone who spent an, almost the entire month of October in Colorado, um, up until just a couple of days ago, I can tell you that, um, I've had a medical marijuana license in California for 12 years and having it legal um, for me uh, makes it a lot more respectful and not so down and dirty. Um, In California, you can get it delivered to your house, but um, I feel weird about just having strangers come to my door. So I would always meet them curbside, which you're allowed to do by law, but the looks, from the community and from people. And it just felt very shady. And then if you did go to dispensaries in California, they all have bodyguards. They all have like door after door after door that you have to click through. It feels very unsafe. Again, it feels very shady and you just feel like you're a criminal. And when you're using something for medicinal purposes, you shouldn't have to feel like you're a criminal and you shouldn't be looked down upon. So uh, the legalization, I think, um, you know, for recreational, for any use, definitely changes the narrative um, in many ways. But also, you know, it's hard enough to be disabled, especially if you have mobility limitations or you look different because of your disability. And to have all these added things added on um, that produce judgment of you um, is just, you know, another rung on the ladder that's hard to overcome. So I hope that um, all of us will use our power to vote and also to get informed. And um, who knows if the yes states that I mentioned are going to say yes and if the no states are going to say no. Um, but, you know, the power is really up to us. I also want to really talk about my mom my entire life was a prescription drug addict, Um her entire life, my entire life. And it was hell. Um, it was probably the worst possible thing as a child to live through. And I lived with this my entire childhood. And there are many drug companies that are spending tons of money not to legalize marijuana, um, like half a million of dollars, just the manufacture of fentanyl, um, Because they know that a lot of people can treat the symptoms successfully with marijuana that fentanyl um, is used. Now, for a lot of people, you may be like, wow, I heard of fentanyl before. That was found in Michael Jackson's blood um, after he died. And I have to tell you, that was one of my mother's favorite drugs. Um, I'll never forget that when they released the list of drugs in Michael Jackson's system, it was like a fresh reminder because i had like i guess blocked out all those drug names from my life and hearing that list like made my mother's addiction and all of those horrific outcomes you know fresh again for me so even though my mother's passed and i love her and i feel bad that she suffered from addiction her addiction was caused and supported by the healthcare that we know Doctors wrote the prescriptions mm-hmm. and they fed her, um, these drugs all the time. And, um, doctors get kickbacks from pharmaceutical companies. So, you know, you're talking about that song, you know, that they wrote the prescription for a dollar. Mm-hmm. That's literal. That's just mm-hmm. not like some poem. That's like a literal poem. That's a literal cause music is poetry. That's a literal statement. That is true. Um, if you've never been to a doctor's office on a Friday around lunchtime, you should go because most of the time lunch is paid for by the pharmaceutical companies. Um, All the time. Even just, yeah. even
2: just when I worked at that, uh, I worked at a doctor's a office. Foot. Yeah. <laughs> a yeah. Foot. Uh, a doctor's <laughs> office. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, recently. And, um, yeah, I mean, every single day lunch is paid for and, and, it's it's just crazy. It's really really crazy. And working even in restaurants having for- yeah, and even go working ahead. in restaurants having pharmaceutical companies. They they do the buyouts. They do the events. They have huge budgets to take out these doctors and just wine and dine. I mean, it's literally my job as a marketing marketing person in that field was to go out and schmooze doctors. It's it's just it's wild
1: wild. Yeah. So. Um, You know, again, uh, I think, you know, and I I don't mean to be, you know, a Debbie Downer, but I mean, you, Nikki, have lost, you know, more than a half a dozen friends or acquaintances just in this year alone. And we've had many podcasts about that, and they're all started from doctors writing scripts. And, you know, I was raised in a a family where we were, you know, doctors, whatever they said was law. And um, just like the Pope, you know, for Catholics, Mm -hmm. you know, he's infallible. Well, I'm here to tell you that's bull. And um, we all need to, you know, again, the platform here is about getting conscious and we all really need to get conscious about this kind of stuff because if drug companies are lobbying not to legalize marijuana, it's because they know that it produces a totally different outcome for the individual user 90% of the time. Sure, there's exceptions to every rule. It could, you know, trigger something in people that they could credit it to being, you know, a gateway towards addiction. But my daughter was raised with a mom that smoked marijuana from the day she was born to the present day. And I don't think that you experienced anything like I experienced being the child of an addict. Um, I didn't go away for days at a time. I was able to function. I built multimillion dollar international companies. I went to all of your school events. I picked you up every day from school, made you a hot breakfast. I was functioning. Um, my mother was never able to do that. My mother vomited really? every day. My mother uh, was stealing people to get money to buy drugs. None of that happened in our house because there was, you know, that the, the only thing was is that my daughter knew I was breaking the law uh, until I finally moved to California when it became uh, legal. And, but she also knew that without it, life was, a very painful existence for me and I wasn't really able to function. So I don't want to talk as much about that because I really want to get Suzette on, but I do want to, you know, encourage everyone. We're not just voting for a president. We're voting on a lot of things and there's 13 States right now that have this on the ballot. So um, I think, you know, you know, don't put blinders on educate yourself so that you can understand um, what this is all about, and i 'm hoping that our podcast today is going to allow people to hear from two two women that successfully navigate a horrific and devastating disease with the use of medicinal marijuana
2: i can 't wait to get to Suzette and hear everything she 's got going on we 're going to take a quick break, and we 'll have her back on the line Woo up your volume morning show podcast and the taking the streets tour. Are brought to you by Nativa. Nativa. We would like to thank our good friends at Nativa for their support of the taking it to the streets tour. We can't say enough about Nativa products. We adore that Nativa is committed to nurturing vitality by consciously curating the world's finest plant-based organic ingredients. In fact most of the dishes in our house found on our kitchen table are made possible by the fine products from Nativa. For more information on all of their products, go to www.nativa.com. That's N U T I V A.com. And Palm Done Right. You've probably heard the horror stories about palm oil. Orphaned orangutans, rainforests destroyed. Smoldering fires that pollute the air? Thankfully, that is not all there is to this tale. There's another happier story that is yet to be told. One where farmers are empowered and communities thrive. One where animals and people are healthy. Where the land flourishes with diversity. And it's called Palm Done Right. Our good friends at Natural Habitats are committed to supporting the community with Palm Done Right. And we are honored to have them supporting the Taking It to the Street Store. To learn more, please head to www.palmdunright.com. Again, that's palmdunright.com. Okay, we're back.
1: Woohoo! Is there, are you there, Suzette? Hello. Hello, welcome. We're so excited to have you today. I am extremely excited
0: to be on today.
1: Yeah, it's. I've been looking forward to this since we met in Colorado yes. at Um, um yes. Paleo. And yes. I had the pleasure of meeting your husband as well, the handsome devil that he is. Oh, yes. He's so <laughs> handsome, right?
0: He's pretty to look at. I do love him. <laughs>
1: he's a pretty nice man, too. Yeah, no, the two of yeah, them are so cute. Yeah, he's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, you're both wonderful. Um, Thank life, you. Life delivers what you give, right? So, um,
0: I, I believe so, yes.
1: Um so it's funny I was actually trying to think about I think really through IG is how I think yep. through you know the the LA crew I'll say for lack of a yes. better term it really sort of joined us and then you know we were yes, able to I meet Yes I met up. you
0: in February. Yeah. Remember when I met you in February? Yep. Yeah. Yeah so I, I do we got cause together it, for and dinner. That was,
1: um, I, I can only use IG names, but that was Avid Baker <laughs> for me, for lack of a better Yes,
0: Gina. You know Gina what I mean? Gina got us all together. Um, yeah, because I hit her up, and I said, I'm going to be in LA. I'd love to meet, like, as many Emma's family members as possible. And so she just hit up everybody. And, and it, was it was so very- much
1: fun. <gasps> Candy, it was it was awesome. there was a lot, of, a lot of IGers there, and, it, you know, it's just yes. so great to be around community. There had to be, like, 15 or 20. I mean, it was a good number. There are about 20 of us,
0: and I know yeah. Danielle McClintock brought her family, which was I thought was amazing. And
1: yeah, like her um, mom, had and a, her dad, yeah,
0: her mom, her dad, and her sister were there, I think, um, or cousin, but yeah, she had her family there. Uh, Candace brought her daughter,
1: mm-hmm. and, and how um, great! I got to... her daughter was okay. awesome.
0: Yes, she's, she's really, she reminds me a lot of my daughter, so um. It's it's nice to see when they grow up, even in a household where a parent has a chronic disease, and they just turn out to be extremely kind and responsible and um, mature for their age. So yeah, um, yeah,
1: yeah. That happens. The maturity comes along with it, which you know, you know, has its pluses and minuses. We should probably do a podcast of kids that grew up with chronic <laughs> disease at yes. some point. You know, really, we really should. Um, But I want to hear, can you just share with us sort of your journey and with MS, like how it all started, where you are today, so that the people that don't have the privilege of knowing you like I do can get a better handle on that?
0: Yes. So um, 2012, July of 2012, my my youngest daughter was five months at that time. And I started having issues um, with headaches. And I started losing vision in my right eye. And when I saw a doctor, they sent me straight to the ophthalmologist. They said, don't wait. Go in there. Tell them what your issue is, and they'll see you right away. Um, That was scary. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: When I finally got seen, they let me know I had optic neuritis. So I had demyelination of the optic nerve. And it is associated with multiple sclerosis. So, Mm -hmm. of course, then I got MRIs. I didn't have any other lesions, so I was not diagnosed until I ended up in the hospital a few months later with more symptoms. I had weakness in the left side of my body. I had vertigo, I had, I had pain, nerve pain, and, um, and then when they did, ran an MRI, I had a lesion on the right side of my brain, and they diagnosed me officially with multiple sclerosis. Um, at the time, I lived in Texas. So to treat my symptoms, I was given prescription after prescription. Um, I was given sleep medication. I was given anti-anxiety medication, benzodiazepines. I was given uh, medications for fatigue, for um, mm-hmm. for issues with um, just various things that I was having and. I found that none of them successfully treated my symptoms and ended up giving me more side effects. So not only was I dealing with the symptoms, but I was dealing with the side effects of the medication. Um, and I didn't want to live that way. I, I tried to I, – I changed my diet. I started working out. I even trained and successfully completed a half marathon in Texas.
1: Amazing. But I
0: still found – Well, see, I still found myself having to take naps. I still found myself having issues with sleep. I still found myself having issues controlling my pain. And I didn't want to have to rely on pharmaceutical medications that were just making me feel worse. So we were very fortunate that we, my husband at the time was in the Army, and they stationed us in Colorado Springs. And I told my husband, I'm like, the day we get there, you are heading down to a dispensary and you're going to get me stuff. Just bring Mm -hmm. me, bring me medication. Um, from the first time that I tried marijuana to treat my symptoms, it had an immediate positive effect. I had less problems sleeping. I could sleep throughout the night. It helped relieve my pain and I had very little side effects. I mean, the worst dry mouth, um, and no paranoia. I learned how to use use it successfully. I learned the differences between the strains and which would work Mm -hmm. better during the day and which would work better in the evening. Now I'm at the point where I don't need those daily naps. I've successfully done multiple races each year. I did a Spartan race last year. I did a half marathon the year before. um, I'm training for three Spartan races next year. Um and I also I'm I'm also able to do multiple things. I can uh-huh. hoo hoop, I can do pole dancing, I can do yoga, I can trail run, um, and I can keep up with my kids. Now, does it take away my symptoms completely? No. But it manages them well enough to where I can live my life the way that I want it to and it doesn't give me side effects that I, I don't want and I can't tolerate. So that Amazing. So far, is my journey.
1: Amazing. Um, what, you know, so like what's, can I ask what a typical day looks like for you with medical marijuana? Like is it, you know, in the morning, just at night, does each day dictate different is, you know, how does yes. that work for you?
0: So yeah, each day dictates um, how I'm going to use medical, medical marijuana differently because if I have, if I have a million and one things and I feel relatively okay, I, I, won't, I won't medicate. You know, um, it's kind of difficult to multitask while you're medicated. Um, kind of like if you were on a muscle relaxer, but mm-hmm. you're not going to have the detrimental effects of being on a muscle relaxer because it doesn't damage your liver or your kidneys. Um, so, but there, you know, on an average day, I wake up, I actually do smoke. I medicate in the morning before I even start get out of bed, and um, I get the, my girls ready for school. There, I take them to school by eight eight a.m. I come back, I walk around the block with my neighbor because she has fibromyalgia, so we're trying to get healthy together, or continue being healthy together, mm-hmm. and then I'll go to a pole dancing class or I'll go trail run and I'll train for the Spartan cause I'm doing the Spartan trifecta next year. Um, and then I pick up my girls. I, they come home, I make dinner and we have dinner. I clean up whatever. And, Usually by the late evening is when my body starts telling me, okay, it's time for you to rest. Because I have two chronic diseases. I have fibromyalgia and multiple sclerosis. So there are limits to how much I can do during the day. And usually Mm -hmm. by 6 or 7 is when I'll medicate with indica. And that's where it helps relieve the pain, relaxes my body, and helps me sleep. And I'll have a good eight hours of sleep because of uh, medicating with indica strains.
2: So.
1: That is a difficult It's very common for people that have MS to have, you know, more than one disease process on board. Um, and, yeah. you know, for a lot of us, you know, I was always told that uh, MS doesn't cause pain. I had terrible pain. I don't know, and I know fibromyalgia can cause a lot mm-hmm. of pain. So, marijuana helps to manage your pain from both. From both. So, um,
0: the different. Okay. So a lot of people are like, "Are you? How are you sure that it's fibromyalgia and not MS?" So I have lesions just on the right side of my brain. Um, I don't have any spinal lesions. So when I find that I have symptoms in both and on all my extremities, so on both sides, I have tingling, I have neuropathy, I have mm-hmm. issues with um, temperature regulation, I have like the tender points for fibromyalgia, right. I have those. Um, anything that I have with face pain, I have trigeminal and occipital neuralgia, oh, that's so the that's worst. my only, it's not fun, it can literally feel like somebody's taking knitting needles to your temple, to your cheek, yeah. to, your,
1: to your gums most um, people these, that have MS that kill themselves is because of that face pain,
0: it's called a suicide disease yes, and yeah. um, mm-hmm. I have been able to successfully treat that pain to the point where it's manageable enough to where I don't need to take any other medications for it um i just use marijuana to treat it and the i'm i'm telling you it i can function that's the best part i can do my schoolwork. i can pass my classes because you yeah, you're also, also focused in school pain. yes i'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> wow <laughs> i'm in a healthy lifestyle coaching program bachelor's degree program from arizona state university and i should be graduating in a year <laughs> i'm in, i'm a senior so um, that's awesome but, Thank you. So, yeah, I do have a lot going on. Um, marijuana makes it so that I can have a lot going on and it's not affecting my disease in a negative way. So Now, have you
1: tried, because um, I have always had to smoke it because I find that um, I had a doctor actually give me Marinol tablets when I was in Philadelphia because mm. they knew that I used marijuana and that didn't mm-hmm. do anything for me. Mm-hmm. Edibles I've had a hard time regulating, and they all just make me very paranoid and have not produced positive results. There's a reason. Results. There, Is there? the
0: reason for that, yes. Most okay, so many edibles that don't specifically say hybrid will either have only pure THC, no CBD, okay. or pure CBD and no THC. So, um, the way that THC and CBD work, they kind of need to be combined, even in. In small doses, there has to be some CBD with that THC so that it counteracts that paranoia effect. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah. So that's why edibles, I don't do edibles unless I make my own oil because I'll okay. have a hybrid. I, I use hybrids. Hybrids are the best. You can use sativa-dominant hybrids or indica-dominant hybrids, but as long as you have both chemicals, you're not going to suffer from those uh, extreme effects like paranoia or anxiety because it can heighten that in in people who already suffer from those um, disorders.
1: And to keep it cost effective, you actually grow your own. Am I right?
0: Yes. So that's one thing about Colorado that I absolutely love with the new legislation that came out a few years ago, uh, legalizing recreational marijuana. We were also allowed to grow up to six plants per adult, 12 plants per household. Now, I can't keep all of it, but I can keep enough to where I'm saving hundreds of dollars, and I can give some away to my friends and family who also suffer from chronic diseases that don't have access to it. Um, so, you know, I am just trying to help people out, but yeah, I, I mean, I only did, I only grew three plants and I, I I harvested about a pound and a half from just three plants. So I, I advocate for growing your own, Um, If you have the opportunity, if you live in a state where it's legal, if you don't live in a state where it's legal, do what V said, please vote. Mm -hmm. Go vote and try help making it legal in your state because there's so many people who suffer because they don't have access to this natural medication. I mean, there are no recorded overdoses
1: from (laughs) marijuana.
0: Not a single one. You have to, okay, so the average, the average, um, edible, one serving size is about 10 milligrams. There is a study done that found out you have to ingest 53 grams, not milligrams, 53 grams of pure THC to even come close to overdosing. And that is, that is impossible. That's like smoking 500 marijuana marijuana joints at one time. Right. It is. It's impossible to, yes. And so, you know, why wouldn't you want to use that as your option? You're not, not damaging your liver. You're not damaging your brain because there are studies showing that it does not have any negative effects. It doesn't have negative, negative effects on cognition, long-term use. It doesn't have mm-hmm. any negative effects for um, any other associated health risks. So there's a study that came out that um, that studied people who have been using it long-term, two decades at least, and they showed that they didn't have any increase. In um, any types of lung lung damage or chronic lung disease, Um, and they also had no um, long-term associated health risks, so including like heart disease or diabetes. And actually, marijuana has a positive metabolic effect with glucose and lowering your blood sugar level, and it can help keep you trimmer. A study show there's a study showing that marijuana smokers have a tendency to have smaller waistlines than the general population.
1: Which, again, is probably the opposite of what most people would think. Um, Yeah. Now, I know you have daughters and stuff. How did you start the conversation with them about this? Like, how does that work? So,
0: just like if I was taking a pharmaceutical medication, you know, this is ibuprofen or this is, you know, before it used to be Klonopin. It's like, this is mommy's medicine. This is what helps me feel better. Um, you know, and I educate them just like I would educate anybody else. I, they see it. They know what it is. Um, they're like, I don't have edibles in the house. I do use oil, but I keep it in a place where they can't get to it, Uh, Mm -hmm. just like any other medication, you don't want to have your kids having access to it. Um, But if for some reason they got to some cookies or a brownie or something accidentally, Mm -hmm. I won't be, uh, I won't need to call the poison control center. I know that they're not going to die
1: that right. they're
0: probably they're gonna end up falling asleep, sleeping it off, and they'll be fine the next day. So that's another thing. I know that this medication is so much safer to have in my house
1: with that's little so kids. That's great to point out. It is that yeah, is
0: because huge. It they there's they will not suffer any adverse effects. There are studies showing that it doesn't do anything negatively to the mind, including the teenage mind. And there the um gateway you were talking about Mm-hmm. That actually, they, there's a study showing that it re, it reduces their uh, people's chances of going for other drugs, or actually, and actually helps them get off of other drugs. So it's a gateway out of addiction, and that's what they're finding now that all these states have legalized recreational marijuana. They're finding that prescription medication is going down, um, illegal use of prescription medication is going down. Illegal use of other drugs is going down. Even crime rate in Colorado has gone down and DUIs have gone down um, since legalization of marijuana. You know, yeah. and
2: there's, even there's even, yeah, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, go ahead. No, I was <laughs> just going to say um, that I was watching a show on uh, Viceland. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever watch that channel, um, but it's by Vice Magazine and they have a marijuana show on there. I can't think of the name of it, but they actually have uh, rehab centers now that it's literally marijuana rehab centers to treat opiate addictions or, or or other addictions or diseases that marijuana can help with. And they were doing this whole doc. I think it was like a, a two-hour documentary that I watched. And um, you know, there's obviously people were saying like, is this okay to have somebody that you know, was an addict be treated by marijuana, but it was like helping all these people. It's just, it's really crazy. To, I mean, it it is medication. That's, that's what it is. And that was their right. whole point was we are using medicine to help them be treated and that's how we're going to treat them. And it's just, you know, crazy. All the, the, the great things that medicinal marijuana provides to people with, you know, with disease disorder anxiety you know everything everything really
1: mhm um we also um i i want to give our phone line uh callers can listeners can call uh, in
2: yeah the number here is 8452779095 um 8452779095 lines are open and i'll be i'll be watching to see if you guys call in
1: yeah, if you want to ask any questions. Um, do you wanna share what it was like, Nikki, to I know you're trying not to talk too much, so you can say no if you don't want to, but um what it was like to be raised as a child with a mom that used medical marijuana. Did it have you know, and, and you know, what just what that was like?
2: Um, you know, kinda of what uh Suzette said is kind of how I feel like you were Um, I definitely knew it was to help you. Um, I probably got exposed to it before seventh or eighth grade, but I don't remember that um, at all. And the first time I really remember is when I started hearing about my friends um, kind of getting involved with, with marijuana and then approached my mom about it. And she was really open and talking with me about it. And Um, kind of making me aware of of the positive effects and she actually advised me to go talk to a teacher that I trusted about it if I didn't feel comfortable talking to her about it Um, and I did I talked to my favorite teacher and he did a really great job and this is like a, I went in the beginning of my life I went to like a prestigious private school and I was surprised that there was such a Awesome teacher that was able to give me good advice on this situation and kind of explained to me about a gray area in a black and white world that that we kind of live in and
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, t- talk to me about my mom 's disease and kind of how she uses it and why you know why i shouldn 't be scared because I think at first maybe a a kid might be scared uh, safety wise and not knowing much about it from what you're told in, you know, a DARE class or something like that. Um, So I think being raised with it gave me a a broader knowledge and education on it. So it never became a gateway drug for me or anything like that. It was very much um, accepted and I understood the benefits of it, Um, which I think now, like, you know, everyone's in the past, you know, six to 10 years hearing about, medicinal marijuana has gotten the chatter up a bit. But before that, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't really, you know, looked at as a medicine from, from at least, you know, early 90s, late 90s perspective of it. Um, at least the world I was shown at first. Um, and then I think just that, I don't know, I, I think you just did a really good job of um, kind of, opening my mind to the possibilities and all that, all that it could provide for you because I saw the effects firsthand. Um, So I think that's, yeah, that's how it was for me. I think growing up with it and, you know, as a person who also uses it for medicinal purposes um, and even recreational purposes, you know, I definitely um, was glad you, you know, kind of taught me how to not abuse it and to appreciate it.
1: Yeah, um, your children are so young, Suzette, that you know they're not at the age, obviously, where they're going to be using um, marijuana. I'm a thirteen-year-old. Oh, okay. So So, there you go. So I
0: I, I do. I have to talk to her, though. Yes, because it's illegal for anyone under the age of twenty-one to use marijuana. If she ever had it found in her system, it it would fall on me. And so it is a serious thing that I do need to speak to her concerning. Um, the fact that it would be illegal for her to use it. Um, she's a teenager though, and they get curious and, you know, so, you know, I always want her to understand that there is open communication and there's always going to be non-judgment. And right. I, you know, and I, I understand that she, she's at that age where everything is kind of new and, mm-hmm. and you want to experience the world. I just always want her – I just want her knowing that it's okay for her to talk to me about all these things. And I, I figure as long as I'm open and honest with her, she, she will do the same. And so far it's been, it's been that way, and she's very, very open. Um, my 13-year-old happens to not be as curious about any of those things. Um, you know, in my household, my dad would give me some beer when I was 10 – and it was okay, right. you know. We're Puerto Rican, right. so we drink. That's what we do. I had coffee at two.
1: Um, yeah, no, my daughter had so, wine. What early yeah. age? Every Sunday. Yep. Yeah.
0: So I, you know, Allie's the type of thirteen-year-old though. There, I'm like, do you want to sip? You want to taste? See what this tastes like? And she's like, no, no, thank you, it's gross. <laughs> so she's, she, she's, you know, so for for now, I don't really have a fear that she's going to want to. <sighs> I honestly don't fear her using marijuana if she happens to find it or her friends get her to use it. I'd much Mm -hmm. rather have her have that be the drug that she tries to experiment with than any Mm -hmm. of the other drugs, because I know it will not have a detrimental effect on her health. um, Like the other ones do. And I know that it's not physiologically addictive, um, but I would, I would love for her to just wait until it's legal (laughs) before she were, were going right. to start medicating with there. start using it even recreationally. I, I mean, I'd much rather have her use marijuana in the future, recreationally, than alcohol. I stopped drinking oh, altogether. Yeah. It,
1: my mother yeah. was also an alcoholic. Um, you know, again, that all sort of, you know, leads prescription drugs. Yes, you know, and
0: alcoholism, you, alcoholism runs through my mom's side of the family. Uh, rampantly. Yeah rampantly well, so and it was uh, it's, we have addiction in our family I was addicted to benzodiazepines at one point um, I was given to them by a doctor uh, given, uh-huh. given them by a doctor and I took them just the thing was that I found out that the amount they prescribed started it started becoming not enough and right. I started suffering from more and more anxiety I'm like well I need mm-hmm. to take more and more well, what ended up happening is I had a breakdown i went and, I was hospitalized, and when I went through withdrawals, I was having hallucinations, I was having night terrors. I felt like I had bugs crawling on my skin, and that was a week of torture.
2: Wow and, yeah, so scary so
0: I, it is insanely scary, and what I realized is that I had used marijuana as a teenager, and throughout my twenties. Um, but I had to hide it and I did it in a way like, you know, what, if you're buying crack, you're like going in the alley somewhere and meeting up with a yeah. shady person. Mm-hmm, uh, but I used mm-hmm. it to treat my insomnia and my anxiety problems. Cause I was diagnosed with an anxiety disorder, um, uh, over a decade ago. And, um, but unfortunately society, societal views at that time were not so, um, so okay. And so of course my mom would you know, she'd find out, and she'd tell me, well, it's just as bad as cocaine. It's just as bad as heroin. And I could, I didn't have the resources to be able to explain to her that it wasn't. Right. But now, now I do. And now she came to visit in May, and she had some edibles. And she, she had fibromyalgia. She saw a difference in her pain levels. She saw that it did not give her the same kind of side effects that her her the traditional pharmaceuticals give you and so you know she her and and my stepdad are looking to um advocate in virginia and and try to get try to get it medically legalized so that way both of them can benefit from the positive beneficial effects of of marijuana
1: that's great that's great. Um, no, I mean I'm not going to lie. When you know the older I got, when I was in um, living on the East Coast before I moved to California, it was harder and harder for me to get my marijuana um, because. I no, was
0: in South Carolina. At one point, I couldn't find it anywhere.
1: No, I, I would all. literally go to my daughter who was 16 and be like, "Here's a hundred dollars. Help your mom." I mean, I got that help desperate. You and oh right and i would yeah. be like just go Absolutely. to the local 711 and figure it out and yeah. no i, I of, never went to a local 711 i never <laughs> but you know what i mean <laughs> right. Um, right but i literally was you know now involving my own child you know because it was the only yeah. way i could get through the day because of the mainly for the limb jumping and i had severe chest compression which made it hard to breathe oh. um yeah. but it you know that it You know, it they for most of my life with MS. You know, I literally felt like I was, you know, I I was breaking the law, and I literally felt like a bad person, um, and was treated as such. I mean, you don't know how many people would say to me, "Your daughter's going to grow up and be nothing because look at what you're doing. You're 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 an addict, right? Yeah, because we're
0: looked at as addicts.
1: Yes. And uh heard that all the time. And it's so funny even now because I'm touring and obviously I'm not traveling with marijuana and everyone was like, you know, are you going to be all right? Are you going to be all right? Not, is your MS going to be all right? Are you psychologically going to be all right? Because they all believe I'm an addict, not that I use it to treat MS. Do you understand? No one has right, been yes. like, How's your i i MS? I've experienced
0: the same thing because I've had to travel to Puerto Rico, Florida, South Carolina, and uh, no access to it at all. And it's like, guys, I'm okay. Like you can see, there's nothing going wrong with me. I don't have any psychological or physiological addiction. Right. So (laughs) that's another amazing thing. It's like if you have to stop taking it for a period of time, you're not going to suffer. I mean, your symptoms aren't going to be as managed as well. And I also want to add in there that a lot, a lot of my success, I, I attribute to marijuana. But I also change my diet for the better. I work out on a regular basis. I practice stress management techniques. Yeah. And um, you know, it's 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 a component. It's one yep. component to many things that I employ within my life. And um, you know, it, it, you have if you want to treat your chronic disease successfully, you can't just rely on one thing. Uh, you have right, to put that's right. together.
1: Um, now, but, I love – can you uh, – I want you to share all your handles and stuff, but can we just talk about when you do your live chats? Because I think they are groundbreaking and sure. awesome. Oh, thank and, you so much. Yeah, I really do. Can you just share, like, what that is and your, your chats, how that goes down for people that might be interested in joining your next one?
0: Sure. Um, okay, so I run two different types of health talks. So it's hashtag health talk, one word um on my heel girl mark and tony but more specifically making ms your bitch that's my facebook page you can go ahead and like it you can add me on as a friend as well heel girl um on facebook specifically i do where i speak live and i speak on various topics i'll i'll teach you how to grow marijuana i'll teach you how to grow your own container garden i've taught I I even did a because I'm a certified chef. I did a segment where I made a gluten free vegan dish, a gnocchi dish. Um, oh, I where, remember that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I did this oh my dessert God. that was completely healthy, and it was an apple pie. It was a baked apple with this almond butter, cinnamony, yummy goodness baked inside of it. Mm. So um, mm. I also talk about you know our struggles, things that we like guilt or mm-hmm. things. To help us grow stress management was my last health talk I'm gonna do one on MS and traveling so I try to cover things that I feel are relevant to what our community is going through um, and that is live on Facebook on my heel girl Mark and Tony or making MS your bitch page on Sundays at 8:30 e- standard Eastern time Eastern Standard Time um, on Instagram my heel girl that's that's my username, you can follow mm-hmm. me. And what I do there is I take questions from other chronic illness sufferers. And I like to include them all because like V had stated previously, it's really common for us to suffer from more than just MS. Like myself, I have fibromyalgia as well. So I like to include all chronic diseases. And you Direct message me privately. So I post anonymously on your behalf. And more experienced chronic disease sufferers get to put their input in. So, I mean, we've had questions concerning medications, uh, sexual dysfunction, um, anything, even things like my skin itches all the time. I don't understand. Yep. Is this normal? Things like that. Things that mm-hmm. sometimes doctors don't understand as part of the disease, but other people are experiencing that as well. So not only Mm -hmm. we get the conversation started and a lot of people, especially the new ones, the ones that are newly diagnosed, they tell me, Oh, I don't feel alone anymore. I don't feel like I'm going through this all by myself. Like they see that other people are dealing with it as well. And a lot of times, you know, great advice is given on how to manage certain things. Um, um, So, and also resources, Many times people give out resources, like the National MS Society. I talk about them all the time, reaching mm-hmm. out to them whenever you need something, because they help. I fundraise for them as well. Okay, yeah, um, you just but, got an award. Oh, oh yeah, we did. My, so my walk MS team, Suzette Superstars, uh, won an award, a Peak Feet Award. So um, we're fifth in the city this year for fundraising. And um, I did it all mostly from me, my husband, and my really good friend, Iggy, we, you know, we put on one event, we did a beer tasting, and we raised $1,000 in one night, but the rest of the money I raised online, just bugging the crap out of people, like, hey, I know you got a dollar, give me a dollar for the National Animal Society, and you're going to do good, and I raised um, almost $3,000
2: this year.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, good for you. That's
2: great.
1: I used to have one of the largest walk teams in the state. Big undertaking. We would raise. Wow. I was on. I was on the board of the National MS Society for a while as well. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I was very, very much. um, I stopped all that when I moved to California. Actually, Uh, I will be having coffee tomorrow um, with the who was the board president. um, Wow. Yeah, yeah, um, and she was actually one of the people that nominated me for my TEDx. So, they oh, still wow. okay. helped my journey. Yeah, 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 for my TEDx talk. Well, I, I think this I love has it. been. Go ahead.
0: Oh no, I was just gonna say really quick. Next year, we're actually putting together a huge fundraising event in LA. Oh and nice. There's gonna
1: be a celebrity chef.
0: There might be a couple other celebrities, but I'll keep you in the loop
1: about all that. Please do. I'll be back yes. in the LA area January till about mid-February and then um last and then August. Um my tour has had to change a little bit due to uh I will be it doing some stuff with Dr. Walls and with my World's Tribe, but um other than that, um I'll I'll be on the road, but I will be back in LA for a good chunk of the beginning of the year and then at the end of the summer. So that'll be exciting cuz I I miss my Oops. L.A. home. Uh, I miss my kid. Um, I know. So can you just tell us, once again, all your handles so that our listeners know where sure. they can get a hold of you?
0: Um, on Facebook, my page is Making MS Your Bitch. Or yes. you can find me at Heelgirl, Girl, H-E-A-L-G-I-R-L, um, Heel Girl Mark, Mark and Tony. Um, and on Instagram, I'm Heal Girl just straight up heel girl um and that's you can you can message me anytime you can contact me i'm I'm, it might take me a day but i always respond and i always try to hook you up with whatever resource you need or whatever information it is that you're requesting
1: so you're awesome i'm so honored that you came on today and shared your journey yeah
0: i'm honored oh my god you don't even know how excited i've been i've been like
1: shaking i'm so excited (laughs) <laughs> that's great give your husband a big kiss for me okay i will <laughs> and um nikki do you want what, to what do you got going on that people need to i I saw that on social media a lot of people have been like where can i come and see you can you shout out where you'll be yeah um today from two to six uh
2: pacific standard time i'll be at the boathouse on the bay in long beach uh, tomorrow I'll be watching an Eagles-Dallas game and the rest of the week you can find dot uh, com. that's awesome. it for me I've
1: had such well, a great
2: time talking with you so that you're awesome yeah. oh,
1: really good time ghetto. and yes, we'll definitely I have you back this. soon so we can maybe talk about food and recipes and cooking and Ooh,
2: yes. training
1: and all that stuff so we'll just keep oh this God, party that, going
2: absolutely I can't lovely. wait for that
1: Okay, well, thank you, everyone. Mm-hmm. This has been really wonderful.
2: All right, we'll see you next Saturday at 10 a.m. Uh, East Pacific Standard Time and 1 and who, p.m. And who do we
1: have? We're excited, right? We have a comeback. Yeah, we're
2: gonna we're gonna follow up with Mario Jose about his the release of his album Heart of Gold. So um, if you didn't catch his first one, uh, I believe it's up on iTunes, and we will have him mm-hmm. back. And I can't wait to talk to him.
1: Neither can I. I mean, he's been blowing up everywhere, so
2: I'm really
1: excited. I mean, I see people posting his stuff, and I'm like, he was on our podcast, and he's coming back, and they're like, you know him? I'm like, yeah, of course we do. So I'm really excited about that. Um, Yeah. So thank you again, Suzette. Thank you, Nikki. Feel better and uh, crush the day. Yeah, thank you guys
2: for dealing with me not talking too much. All right, have a great day, everyone. Bye.